0: And this is Liberty Relearned Not just another conservative blog Well, welcome again to the podcast Uh, Here we are at another weekend juncture And we have plenty of news And plenty of uh, things about conservatism and libertarianism To share with you today So, uh, let's get right to it Um, First is a uh, current event item about uh, a couple you may have read about this or seen it on TV uh, California couple was uh, getting ready to have a picnic they took their, their uh, pug puppy to the dog park and uh, proceeded to have a picnic and some lady came up to them, uh, interfered with what they were doing trying to have picnic now so according to the report uh this is from townhall.com so i'm just going to read a little bit from the report uh to you southern california couple packed their up their three-month-old pug and a picnic lunch and headed to the dog park to enjoy the nice weather little did they know that the day would end up with a trip to the emergency room and a police report and it des- describes how the couple sat down with their dog and began to eat at a table away from everybody else at the dog park. And this lady came up to them, start yelling at them, interfering with with what they're doing. Um, she got into the face, apparently, of the the wife of the in the couple, and. Um, started yelling about them about not being able to to eat in the park and not wearing masks which you know they were eating so they weren't uh wearing masks and plus they were um away from anybody else so it was really kind of irrelevant but she gave them a problem over not wearing a mask and uh, then the the husband tried to defuse the situation and That's when the lady uh, picked up, uh, took out a uh, cat of mace and sprayed it in the husband's face. Husband um, ended up having to be taken to the the emergency room for treatment for uh, being maced. So all of this was done in the name of, I guess, I don't know, keeping people safe. And this is, um, one of the problems with when you have the combination of a lot of social reinforcement coming, you know, you need to wear a mask, you know, you're killing the other person's grandmother if you don't wear a mask, and so on, a lot of hyperbole, and, um, and that's really like almost developed into like a cult like the mass cult Uh, I talked about it before on another podcast it's almost like a religious fervor among some people evidently uh, with this lady she was one of those so I just wanted to examine that against um, what we went over last week uh, when I talked about the differences between the left and the right, and so uh, real quick, um, we'll go over those distances. And this is on this is on the website, so uh, you can go over this at your leisure later and read it. Uh, left and the right: the left is for more government, the right less government. The left, death via abortion and euthanasia. The right uh, is for life. The left is for mob rule. Uh, the right is for rule of law. So let's talk about this one as it applies to to um, this situation here. Of course, mob rule. Well, I mean, it's one individual individual lady, so it's not quite a mob, but it's sort of the same same difference. One person. Has decided that they're not going to that uh, they're going to be the ones to enforce what they want enforced, as opposed to you know calling the police or or having the police handle the situation. For uh, that, they've this person basically made themselves the mask police, or as I like to call them, the, the mask Nazis. Um, these are people who are like. Like, have this religious fervor. I'm not talking about like someone who might politely ask you to wear a mask if they're around you or if they're going to be, uh, if you're around someone who might be in danger or there might be some situation where it's a good idea to wear a mask. You know, it's not, we're not talking about someone who will, who will remind you, hey, you know, your mask is slipping, you know, mine pulling it up makes me feel better when it's wearing properly we're talking about the real hardcore uh, I like to call them the mask Nazis here and they've appointed themselves the judge, jury and executioner of this particular uh, uh, rule which I mean I'm not going to argue about the, uh, the efficacy of the masks um Personally, I believe that it's a good idea in most cases to, you know, are not really doing much to protect yourself, but you are protecting others and others do feel better around people when they're wearing masks. I know that I feel better um, when I'm around people who are wearing masks, but I'm not going to go as far as to demand other people uh, ruling or, or, or demand that I wear a mask, or that they wear a mask, which gets into a little um, done list. Uh, difference between left and right is left is for collectivism, and the right is for individualism. Of course, individualism, and also that ties into uh, personal responsibility. Also on this list is the idea that. I wear a mask. If I'm going to wear a mask, it's going to protect the people around me in my household, my loved ones, the people I work with, uh, the people that I'm around. Um, But it should be a voluntary thing. If I have the proper information, if I have the proper motivation and understand why a mask is necessary, then I'm more, more than likely going to be willing to wear a mask just to or let's say, put other people around you at ease and protect them, and you know respect the fact that they might have, they might be in danger, they might have some condition that would make them, you know, very uh, susceptible to COVID nineteen. But oppose that to collectivism. So I'm just backtracking a little bit, like in the individual sense the personal responsibility sense says, you know, when I say that I wear a mask to protect my loved ones to protect the ones in my household uh, that is a virtue but when you demand I wear a mask to protect you and people in your household that is not a virtue okay, and so I hope you can see the difference, um, also some other differences that I went over last week in the podcast was on the left you have authoritarianism, authoritarianism, can't say that, and totalitarianism. And on the right you have libertarianism and conservatism, particularly American conservatism. And I think you can guess which side uh, this person, this masked Nazi, was on here. That she was obviously on the authoritarianism authoritarianism side of the argument. Um, also, uh, you know, again, victim mentality versus personal responsibility. Uh, this person is thinking about themselves being the victim. Um. And while well, the other couple, in contrast, was trying to take personal responsibility, they're in the same household, so there's no point in them wearing a mask around each other, and they're they're away from other people. And they had mentioned uh, it comes out in the report that I was reading from Townhall.com that you know when they're in, they wear the masks when it's required, when I guess when they're in public places where uh, social distancing is. not impossible but of course this is not one of the situations. they were away from other people they're in the same household so wearing a mask is um pointless if you're in the same household around the same person all the time I mean, if one person gets COVID-19 uh, unfortunately it's a safe bet that most of the people in that household will also get it I mean that's borne out by the fact in New York City, for example, you had 60% of the people who caught COVID-19 were under lockdown. They were uh, keeping themselves away from other people, and they got it because as soon as uh, one person in the household got it, uh, what happened is everybody in that household got it, um, with the exception of possibly the uh, the kids who have a seem to have a natural resistance to it and, and they don't spread it well themselves um, so you you oppose that to um, what this person this person was demanding that they wear a mask and I said you're not the mask police uh, it's not your job to enforce this law and it's not your job to tell other people uh forcible way to wear a mask that's not that's not the way you go about it and like I said if you want to create more mask resistance and you know that's that's how I suggest you go about it is try and force people get in their face about wearing a mask and really uh, be a jerk about it um I don't know what else to say but it's interesting how these things uh tie in uh, to, to other things that we talk about in previous uh, podcasts so all right. I think that's enough about that uh, just one more thing on that subject before we go on to the main topic of the podcast is this is what happens when you have uh, as I was suggesting the combination of like really strong social pressure in one direction uh, for some cause, be it environmentalism, you know, climate catastrophe, or in this case, the wearing of the mask. Um, but that social pressure is not accompanied by any any uh, real wisdom that comes with it. And that's what I think is lost on a lot of people on the left these days is they, they're told what uh is right and wrong uh by their peers or by the tv or or by whomever but they don't they lack the wisdom of understanding why these things you know they don't ha- they don't understand for instance why wearing a mask is important what is, what is it about the mask that uh makes mask wearing important in some situations and unnecessary in others And if that person had took the time to gain a little bit of knowledge and wisdom from uh, the sources available, which are available anywhere on the Internet, if you care to look, and just not go by what other people say, now this person would have realized that two people uh, sitting together, apart from anybody else, they're probably, well, wisdom would tell you that they're probably in the same household, okay? They're probably husband and wife, and of course... Uh, they do what a normal new couple does, uh, a lot of times they, they bring a, they get a little new puppy, uh, and start their family with a, a puppy, um, uh, and so any person with wisdom would, uh, come to the conclusion that this, these people were in the same household, they're breathing, breathing the same air all the time, and so, like I said, there's no point in wearing a mask, um. One person in the household gets it; the other is bound to get it, and there's no way to social distance when you're in in the in the in the same house living together. But that person did not have that wisdom, and of course, uh, that's accompanied by this like cult like uh, uh, demand that other people wear masks, uh, and it comes. From- like a place of collectivism, like where I said, you know, it's not where I I request you wear, where 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 I wear a mask for my protection and yours, it's where you demand I wear a mask for your protection. And so, I guess that's all I need to say about that for for this for this time at least. So moving on. Um, Another topic that we covered recently, I think it was the most popular podcast to date, got the biggest response so far, was I did a uh, podcast on bigotry, was the main topic. And just to review, uh, the definition of a bigot is, a person who is obstinately or intolerantly devoted to his or her own Opinions and prejudices, especially one who regards or treats the members of a group such as racial or ethnic groups with hatred and intolerance. That is from Merriam Webster. And I did a whole podcast on that. Uh, basically, in summary, um, the idea is that people, you know, when you think of bigotry, uh, most people in this country would think of probably a white person who is prejudiced or doesn't like uh, black people or or people of color or in gen- of in gender or well people of the opposite gender or they don't like um, people from other nationalities or or um, you know some other some other ideas. But usually it's about white people who don't like black people. That's what we've been trained to think of when we think of bigotry. But as I mentioned, the the definition of bigotry goes beyond just uh, simple race. It's really for any difference that can be seen. Um, One of those differences can be political. We talked about the differences between left and right and uh of course, on the right, some on the right happen to be trump Trump supporters. they also happen to be Republicans and of course, there's been many instances um that we've that we can note about bigotry being uh, perpetrated against you know acts of bigotry being perpetrated against people, especially trump supporters. this of course stems from uh a lot of misinformation a lot of spin and outright outright lies about Trump supporters about them being racist based upon an incident in Charlottesville which has been easily which is easily discredited uh if you looked at the text of the president you know they, they cite there. well he said that uh there are fine people on both sides and they don't go um They don't follow through to the rest of the text where the president says, where he specifically excludes the white supremacists from from his uh, estimation that some people were fine people on both sides. He specifically refutes um, the idea that the white supremacists. You know, he he specifically excludes the white supremacists from. From the people that he's referring to when there's when he says that there are fine people on both sides and of course there is the Covington kids um I see on the news report um that the uh, uh one kid who was the target of the most malicious slander and libel uh is just settled I believe with a couple of news outlets for an undisclosed amount um possibly in the millions. Um, Good for him. But uh, that's another example of, if you just look at the entire videotape, uh, it shows that the Covington kids were, uh, actually started out defending uh, the Native American man who was uh, protesting. They are defending him against a group of black Israelites uh, who were mocking him or, or, you know, being derogatory against him. And then, uh, so, this, uh, the, the Native American man, this protester, uh, decided he would go to an easier target and uh, pick on uh, the Covington teens. And, of course, that was all blown out of proportion. There was a lot of lies and distortions about that. You know they they said that the uh, the one kid his name was Nick Sandman I think, um, you know he was uh, mocking the Native American man uh, and that wasn't true. Then the video shows uh, if you watch the whole thing that he was act- their group was actually trying to jam to drown out the the um. The mocking and jeering from the black Israelites against the Native American man, but uh, he decided to, I guess, pick on uh, an easier target and picked on the kids. Unfortunately, um, he picked on the wrong teenager who basically just stand there, stood there with an awkward grin on his face, and because of that, because you know he's put in a, a bad situation and maybe didn't handle it perfectly, um, which I think actually most people would probably have reacted no different uh, than than the Sandman kid. But um, the media, of course, latched on to the narrative because, of course, he was wearing a MAGA hat. That he had to have been some sort of bigot and hated Native Americans. And this was proof that the... uh, the media needed to prove that uh, Trump's followers are bigots and uh, racists. And of course that was all disproven and uh, of course there's always there's been a number of uh, hoaxes um, trying to frame uh, Trump supporters as racists and bigots. Of course there's uh, uh was on, uh, he supposedly goes out in the middle of winter in Chicago at three o'clock in the morning and lo and behold, there are uh, two, two MAGA hat wearing support-wearing uh, people uh, apparently just happened to find him at 3 o'clock in the morning coming from a Subway Sandwiches uh, restaurant, and they assault him and call, supposedly call him like, vile names and things of that nature and make homophobic slurs against them. And of course it's all ridiculous. I mean it doesn't doesn't take much to figure out that you know it's three o'clock in the morning in Chicago the the coldest day of the year. And no, you're not going to encounter um people, uh MAGA hat wearing people, uh just looking around, prowling around the streets of Chicago of all places, for people that that just happen to I don't know be black or, or or gay or whatever. Um, I'm not sure <laughs> that, you know, Jesse Smollett thought that all the way through, and I think he was exposed quite nicely. But, again, the media jumped right on that. They couldn't wait to use that as the proof that, uh, that uh, Trump supporters are inherently racist. And, of course, uh, more, more recently... Uh, you know, you had the, the example of the NASCAR driver claim that there was a news put in his car's bay, which turned out to be just the handle to, for the garage door pole. But that was blown up. That was trying used as proof, again, that uh, Trump supporters are bigoted. And, you know, because, of course, Trump's, Trump's bigoted. Although, if, if he's uh, a racist, he's a really bad racist. Let's um, see, lowest uh, unemployment levels before COVID 19 struck for the black community, for the Hispanic community. Uh, some of the lowest levels reported for women. So uh, he also gave a lot of money uh, to the historically black colleges. He did um, uh, prison reform that helped a lot of people of color. Uh, get out of jail that were maybe put in jail unfairly uh, and for uh, sentences that were too harsh. Uh, you know, this is all stuff, by the way, that uh, Barack Obama did not do. Um, so, anyway, if, if Trump is a racist, he's got to be, like, the worst racist ever. <laughs> um, but that doesn't stop the... Uh, left, the Democrats and and the left, even any really anybody on the left, not even the far left, painting the painting Trump and his supporters as racist. Uh, the idea, of course, is that no one wants to be declared a racist. That's like in this country, in this society, that's like the worst thing you can possibly be called as a racist. And so their calculation is that you know since people don't want to be called racist and if we call trump racist and by extension the trump supporter is racist then you know people are going to leave the trump's uh supporting trump for that and of course that's all based on lies and distortions but unfortunately it works on some people i think they'll find that that their efforts uh Will bear a little fruit in the election. I think. I think his Trump support, and this is just my intuition, this is not like any you know polling really anything. But my intuition is that he'll actually uh, gain in black and Latino support over even what he did last year. Of course, it still remains to be seen. But I think a lot of people are waking up to the fact that um, that particularly now that's there's such a stark difference between the right and left and uh, Republicans and Democrats that I think it's going to be hard um, to explain to a, a black person who maybe has lost their uh, business due to looting or fire or rioting, or maybe they lost their businesses due to be, to a, a shutdown an overly uh, punitive shutdown due to COVID-19. Uh, it's going to be hard to explain to some of these people uh, why that was in their best interest and why they should allow the rioting uh, in places like Portland and Seattle to continue. I, I think they're going to get uh, more pushback than, than they're counting on. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see in November. But I have a feeling that they, they're not... That some of these things are are going to backfire. But anyway, getting back to the subject of bigotry, uh, the Democrats have been pretty successful. Of course, they have the full weight of the mainstream media behind it, behind them to uh, continue can you continue on and push that narrative that that uh, Trump is a racist, and by extension, anybody who's, who who supports him, is also a racist. Um, They have done pretty good for that. Um, They've done so good, uh, apparently, that uh, we have, let's see, one person last few days um, stabbed in a uh, demonstration. Um, I believe it was Portland. Uh, I believe it was a black man. I don't have the story here, but uh, you can look up online uh, about uh, a man stabbed in the Portland riots, um, or a Trump supporter, specifically a Trump supporter who was stabbed. Um, and then, of course, there is what I would call an assassination of a apparently well-known local Trump supporter. This person called... Uh, um, according to Fox News and well, various other news sources, uh, this person was a local, well-known Trump supporter. Um, I'm try and bring up the, the fact here, the facts here. Okay, and this is from uh, Fox or Fox.com. So this was from. I believe, well, the local news, the local Fox outlet in Milwaukee, put out this this story, and it says, uh, quoting here, a Milwaukee homicide victim has been identified as a well-liked fixture of Black community, who supported Black Lives Matter and President Trump. Burnell Trammell, 60, was shot and killed Thursday afternoon. In front of a storefront with signs in the window supporting Trump's re-election, according to reports, he ran a small business from that storefront. A makeshift memorial grew in size at the spot where he was killed, according to Fox Six Milwaukee. Okay, so um, congratulations, Democrats and leftists, your. Uh, your trump derangement syndrome your hatred towards trump now has a body count so yeah congratulations um i think you're really gonna convince a lot of people that you're on the right side here um uh let's see uh and not too long ago there was steve scalise the congressman uh from louisiana who was shot and nearly killed uh and the the capitol hill um practicing for a uh, uh, Capitol Hill um, inter squad uh, baseball game uh, you may remember him he was he was on a baseball team um, the whole team was out uh, near Capitol Hill practicing on the field and a gunman came and uh, and started firing into the crowd um, they uh, shot and wounded Steve Scalise, nearly killing him, and they also shot, I believe, is two uh, Capitol police officers, Capitol area uh, policemen. So yeah, congratulations! Uh, you, after a couple of near misses, you you finally um, are racking up a body count. Um, again, this is what I was um, t- uh, talking about the our left versus the right um at the bottom of the list uh, at least as it appears online i have is uh the ends justify the means for left and for the right the ends in accord with the means so that means uh if you're trying to build up support for your cause uh you, the way that you do that cannot be worse Um, than the cause itself. Um, But for the left, and this comes straight from Marx, uh, Marx basically states that the ends do justify the means. Uh, He says it's okay to lie, cheat, steal, do anything that is required to move the force of communism along, move the... um, move the uh, progress of communism along it's because communism in the end he thinks uh, Marx thought that uh, would be so good that the ends would justify the means that you know the whole world uh, living in harmony and producing goods for each other and no one would want for anything because everybody be providing for everybody else which of course is a very tragically Pollyanna view of the world and doesn't account for human nature and has been discredited multiple times uh, in history but again with the left the ends justify the means and that includes now uh, in some circumstances murder uh, assassination uh, beating up people who wear MAGA hats um, getting in the face of people um, you remember, maybe remember uh, a year or two ago, there are a rash of incidents. Uh, one took place with Sarah Sanders, uh, the White House spokesperson um, from a couple years ago, being harassed at a local eatery. Uh, and then there was Tucker Carlson, the uh, Fox News host, who was harassed at his home. Someone doxed him. And Antifa members uh, showed up at his home and protested, threatened his life, threatened his family's life uh, and his belongings. And, of course, that eventually caused him to move. And now that's back in the news. Uh, Apparently a New York Times reporter has threatened to dox him again. of course, the only reason to dox a person uh, would be to cause them harm. Okay? It's not... (laughs) is not to gin up interest in, in the property values or say, hey, look, who's this celebrity living in this neighborhood? You know, is in a, isn't in a great neighborhood? No, the, the obvious intent of, of this uh, New York Times reporter, uh, if they actually went through it, I don't know if they did or not. I don't know if that story was ever published. I'll have to check that. But, yeah, the idea of doxing someone like Tucker Carlson is an obvious attempt to intimidate him. You know, basically saying that if you do, if you disagree with us, we're going to shut you up. And if you don't shut you, if you don't shut up, uh, we're going to harm you. And if necessary, we're going to kill you, as they did with this um, black Trump supporter in Milwaukee. And so, congratulations, your irrational hatred of Trump, which by the way, um, talking about the people in like say Charlottesville, there was the, there were the white supremacists there. And, and of course, um, most of us on the right, most of us conservatives and libertarians were very quick to denounce the actions of the white supremacists there. And yes, Trump did denounce them also, uh, if you cared to listen, if you actually uh, read the entire statement and not just the the quotes that are cherry-picked from his statements that are used to um, suggest that Trump's a racist. Um, so juxtapose that against the fact that nowadays um, you have this person uh, who is murdered, I would say assassinated for his political beliefs, um most likely i would guess that it was po- politically motivated because he was a trump supporter and again in the marxist school of thought the ends justify the means so it doesn't matter who has to die who has to go to the gulag whose uh liberties are suspended um because it's for the good of the many you know uh and to the lesser extent uh, this goes back to the first story I talked to talked to you about about the masked Nazi who took upon herself to uh, be the mask police and harass this couple that was just minding their own business and trying to eat lunch uh, with their their dog in a San Diego park uh, and decided that they needed to be maced because what they're doing was so bad uh, again. Um, the, since the ends justify the means in their mind that masing somebody just minding their own business because you think they're doing something wrong because of some misguided uh, idea that, uh, that everybody needs to wear a mask at all times even when they're not around people when you don't have any accompanying wisdom that tells you different that tells you hey First of all, I'm not the. It's not my job to enforce this law. It's the police's job. Let them do their work. Uh, if the police have see them eating uh, and and not having a mask, or they see uh, people in the dog park eating and, and there's no eating allowed in the dog park, well, that's not your job to uh, be a busybody. Uh, you're not the police. You're not the mask police. You're. You. No one asks you to enforce this law. Uh, no one asks you. To assault uh, people who are not in compliance with the mask rule, um, or not in compliance with the mask laws, you you think it is, and not as it actually is, because of course there was no uh, mask law uh, that demands you wear a mask when you're apart from people. Uh, the exception is for people who are in the same household. Uh, who are away from other people. You don't have to wear a mask, even in California. So, you know, this person, ignorant against, uh, of the law, uh, ignorant against what masks do and don't do, ignorant against, uh, about uh, why people should wear a mask and when and who, who does not need a mask uh, because they're in the same household and ignorant of the fact that these people were minding their own business. They were obviously members of the same household, and and any idiot would know that if you're in the same household living together, uh, particularly as a married couple, there's no way that unfortunately, if one person gets COVID-19, that the other person is not very high, highly unlikely, and it's almost impossible to in a, in a uh, in that situation to social distance. So but there you have it you have uh people on the left uh they're appointing themselves as judge jury and executioner and of course in another podcast i mentioned that what would happen you know sooner or later they would run out of statues to topple and guess what they're running out of statues. Uh, now they are—they've gone into uh, desecrating places like churches uh, and things like that, sacred places, uh, tearing down uh, statues of Junipero Serra, uh, the 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 Catholic missionary who started a lot of missions in in California. Basically, you know, is responsible for you know. Almost all of the persistent, you know, uh, Catholics uh, being on the West Coast, assumedly, you know, I'm sure even Nancy Pelosi has probably visited a maybe even worshipped at a mission uh, started by Hero Sada, the Catholic saint, and of course they've run out of uh, uh, monuments and and statues to topple. And like I said a couple weeks ago, uh, some of them are quite prepared to move on to actual people. I mean, I don't know why it should be a shock to anybody. And unfortunately, this incident uh, in Milwaukee is probably the, um, the first of many unfortunate incidents. I think as the summer... Goes on, uh, particularly as the social unrest goes unchecked in some cities and some communities, and actually uh, condoned by some of these uh, left-leaning mayors and governors. That, um, unfortunately, this is this incident. is probably just the the first of many, uh, and of course. You know, the, the loss of life uh, in and of itself is a tragedy. Uh, this is a double tragedy because um, these people are misguided. They've been lied to. They've been uh, told misleading stories uh, uh, one after another after another for the last three plus years about how bad Trump was. And of course, there's an active. Uh, attempt on, particularly on the part of the Democrats aided by the media to uh, separate Trump supporters from Trump by suggesting that they're racist if they uh, vote for Trump. And of course their their efforts are pretty, pretty transparent uh, and unfortunately they've been uh, very effective um, got at least one person to commit murder so again congratulations Democrats and uh, leftist media Um, you now have a body count uh, that we can attribute to your uh, ideology but of course your ideology on the left uh, collectivism, Marxism, uh, Socialism, National Socialism has already killed hundreds of uh, millions of people in the 20th century Um, So, you know, what's one more in uh, Milwaukee for your uh, sick, depraved ideology um, in the 21st century? What's one more? So, yeah. So, um, I think we have a a pretty clear choice um, this election cycle. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that... The uh, extreme uh, of the left of the Democrat Party is now in control. Uh, I don't personally believe that Biden uh, has enough power, uh, clout to control to rein in any of the uh, extremist elements of his party. Um, normally, in uh, election year, you know, for you you tack. Left, you know, if you're if you're a Democrat, you tack right. If you're a Republican, to please your base, to get that nomination. Once you get the nomination locked up, then you move to center. Um, but so far, we've seen no evidence of Joe Biden uh, moving to center to uh, shore up the rest of the base. And I think that's going to prove to be a mistake, uh, particularly if they're seen as being lax on uh, public safety. I mean, they're going to continue their their attacks on the president and on law enforcement. And of course, there's always going to be uh, some example, some guy, uh, like the guy in Minneapolis, who steps out of line and and creates some egregious act um, and but it doesn't matter to the left that you know everybody almost uniformly left and right uh, condemned what happened in Minneapolis uh, with the police officer um, killing Mr. Floyd. Um, but that doesn't matter to them there, and there's always, unfortunately, one example of some law enforcement person that they can sh- they can show to prove that they're, that they're, that Trump supporters are bad, or law enforcement as a whole is bad. Of course, it doesn't matter, you know, they, they pretend that we on the right, we conservatives, we libertarians. Um, they, they want you to think that we're for uh, police brutality. They, they want you to think that we're for racist and that the president is racist and, that uh, anybody, by extension, who supports Trump is also a racist. Um, but we're usually the first ones to call out racism uh, on either side. And we're the uh, usually the first ones to call out uh, police brutality uh, when it happens. Um, I'm still waiting on uh, on Congress to pass Senator Scott's Uh, police uh, law enforcement um, bill that would help weed out the bad cops uh, among the force uh, keep bad cops from moving from from force to force uh, who have uh, bad uh, human rights or disciplinary records Uh, we're still waiting for uh, the Democrats to get on board with the legislation that that while it wouldn't solve necessarily the problem, all of the problems with law enforcement, it would go a great way to helping, uh, particularly um, on the federal federal end of things. Um, and of course, there's no excuse for uh, local authorities, local police departments, local, local municipalities to enact their own laws, own measures. Um, certainly a state could track... Uh, bad cops if and they could make their own legislation if they wanted to but they choose not to they choose instead to keep this I guess as a uh, political football uh, instead of uh, solving the problem which they should do ok so that's a lot today um, I said I hope that um, you're you're following along in the podcast. If this is your first one, welcome. Um, again, I reference, I will reference a lot of previous podcasts and they're pretty well available. Um, wherever you hear this podcast, you can go back and see the catalog. Uh, this is the 13th episode. So, uh, yeah so there's not too much it's getting a little bit now to take in one listening but uh, I would uh, suggest that you uh, go to the episode called Bigots Um, if you want to go back through the back catalog and and review what I've said before um, on that that topic Uh, I think that's a good one uh, to start with, if, if this is your first uh, broadcast or your first time listening to this podcast. Um, and then there's also, um, even going back to the very first one, um, where I try and lay out the idea of Liberty ReLearn being uh, a way of just helping people um, regain uh, liberty as a primary value Uh, used to be a primary value for most Americans it is the primary value of our founding fathers the idea of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness should be the right to every American Um, of course at the time of the founding that wasn't the case Uh, there were certain groups that were excluded uh, most notably the blacks uh, were were excluded until the 1860s, um, uh, you know, with the defeat of slavery in this country. But definitely, uh, if you get a chance to go through the podcast, um, uh, also last week's one where I talk about uh, right versus wrong, uh, that will also, um, I think, help you. Um, kind of get a clear vision of what the values are for both the left and the right. Uh, And also, uh, most of the podcasts, as you can imagine, talk about uh, COVID-19 and the the rights and and responsibilities that come with fighting that disease. Uh, I talk about, um, of course, the mask mandates... Um, whether or not it's a good idea to order people masks, uh, to wear masks in public, or whether it's a better idea to teach people all you can about uh, what what the d- disease does and what wearing masks will do, and let people treat people as adults and let them decide to wear masks. I think an educated person who tries to be considerate of their fellow man will Voluntarily uh, uh, wear a mask in certain situations where it would be a good idea, particularly when they're around the sick and the elderly um, or in public where you can't social distance. Because um, I really, it's really a shame that Trump supporters talk about talking about bigotry. Uh, there's also the bigotry about uh, Trump supporters being anti-science and not following the science. Uh, it's, it's, they like to paint the Trump supporter as some dumb, uneducated rube uh, who doesn't understand science and doesn't understand uh, wearing a mask and who's being fundamentally selfish uh, as opposed to just expressing their own rights and responsibilities. And of course, there's a lot of difference I think between, um, you know, you asking me to wear a mask when it's appropriate to protect you, but it's quite another thing to demand that you wear, that I wear a mask to protect you. Okay, I think there's a little bit element of selfishness in that um, when you put it to the level of uh, demand. And of course, as always, there's seems to be um, some cult that uh, kind of develops, uh, either you know, whether it be for wearing masks or uh, for climate change, people just go uh, nuts over climate change. Uh, it's really has, it's not an exaggeration to say that it's replaced religion for some people who've lost religion uh, and now they've they've started to cling on to uh, social justice uh, climate change alarmism and the wearing of masks in public, uh, mask mandates they've really um, taken things to a religious extreme and it's not an exaggeration or hyperbole to say that even it really from a sociological perspective uh, some of these uh, left, left-wing left causes uh, ha- do rise to the level of uh, pseudo-religion or, or you, know, you know, proxies for religious action and morality. Um, so I'm going to leave it there. Uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, hopefully we'll have uh, better news next week to report maybe some a uh, new discovery on the COVID-19 uh, front, or maybe we'll have some victories, some maybe small victories for uh, people engaging in personal responsibility, um, reining in the power of the government. So hopefully we'll have some more good news. But if not, we'll cover it either way and try to put it into the libertarian and conservative perspective so thanks again for listening if you like this podcast uh, please tell a friend I think uh, word of mouth is still the best way to get the word out um, send it to people it's quite easy to uh, send this podcast to people particularly if you think they they like it um, it's quite easy nowadays you know just email to them or message them or send it to them uh you know via, via social media um, And of course now I'm on parlor. So if you look up uh, JP Mac, you will find me on parlor. Uh, and also on Facebook, uh, we have a presence there. And that focuses mainly on the current event side. And also there is Libertyrelearn.com. Uh, where you can read um, in greater detail about the difference between uh, left and right and I have I think a lot of information um, not just on current events but also just the theory and ideology behind uh, conservatism and libertarianism and defining what both sides of the left and right do so hopefully You'll get a chance to go online, and if you do go on the site, I will remind you that there is a shop, you can buy T-shirts on the shop that say have a picture of the U.S. Constitution with the words "This we defend." We this we'll defend. This, of course, comes from the Army motto. Okay, thank you, um, and we'll see you next week. Bye.